And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts, we travel to understand the things the Lord requires of us and to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First off, stubborn people. This has been a definition of people from the earliest days of God developing a nation through Abraham. But God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us, even though we are stubborn. Even though our stubbornness makes us more like the heathen in our hearts. And even though we purposely, listen to this, become deaf to the truth. Wow, that hurts. Next, Stephen then drops the microphone on his listeners. He challenges them with a phrase that not too many people like to review, and they try to skip by it. He states, must you resist forever the Holy Spirit? The irony for people who don't see the Holy Spirit of God is right here. After Stephen accuses his listeners, they freak out because he just told them they're rebellious and resisting the Holy Spirit, and the people lose their cookies. If the Holy Spirit isn't God, why freak out? He also identifies the Trinity in this exact portion. And finally, just to be like Stephen, in this one moment in our lives, under attack, he has a fixed vision and is subject to the crowd's fury. His fixed vision is in heaven. If we look for the incredible proof that a person is filled with the Holy Spirit, looking to heaven and seeing Jesus would be the key. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. And oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. David, at sign, hemustincrease.org. Then you can text us, or you can text us instead, or you can do both. I don't mind. Isn't that funny how Texas sounds like Texas? I just think that's funny. Uh, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. You can also call 972-445-0770. We are pretty sure that they have removed the electric shocks from the system. 972-445-0770. When you call, 972-445-0770. You get to talk to Captain Chris. Let me tell you how nice that is. Talking to Captain Chris, that's like coming home, and it's been windy and stormy, and you notice that everybody's trash cans are blown all over the place, 
but your neighbor got your trash can and brought it up for you. That's what it's like to talk to Captain Chris. And then you will be... How's that? That's a good one, right? It was oddly specific. <laughs> it was, yes, it was. <laughs> just, I'm just going to go motor pass it. Uh, here's the bottom line. You, We want you to call in. We want you to text in. We want you to email in, but not to complain. Look, there's so much to complain about. That ain't going to help you. I mean, how's that going to help you? It just infuriates you more. How about doing this? How about sharing in such a way as to bless other people? How about being a blessing to other people? And that way, blessings can be coming in your direction. What a man sows, that shall he also reap. It's like, oh, well, that's good. Now, if you need help on something, everybody wants to participate. Call and we'll do prayer requests. Or a praise report. Maybe sharing something the Lord's been working in your life on or an answer to prayer, something that's happened, that's a blessing, something that's great that's happened to your church, to your family, to anybody. As well, we would encourage you to ask any questions that you think are pertinent or that you're having a hard time with. We'll do our best to answer. We can't answer everything, but we have to find some of the better fast food restaurants, and we can do that for you all day long. Additionally, we do this weird thing called Bible trivia. Bible trivia is fun for a couple of reasons, not the least of which is it keeps the Bible in our minds. And the Bible is very clear about the meditation of our heart and the words of our mouth being acceptable before the Lord. So my question to you, which is a Bible trivia question, is who said this? Am I my brother's keeper? Am I my brother's keeper? If you think you know, we want you to reach out to us. And i got to find the phone number. Where'd it go? <laughs> it's so, so bad. Uh, 972-445-0770. That would be the phone number to call. And if you want to text in, 214-210-8483. And then also, if you want to send an email, david at he must org. As well. Um, okay, uh, let's see. I want to see. No, I don't want to do that. Okay, all right. Got somebody that's ready to answer the question? All right, so the trivia question, classic, by the way, it's a classic. Who said, Am I my brother's keeper? Let's go ahead and send him on through. Ding dong, this is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, you're talking to Deborah. Hi, Deborah. <laughs> it's awesome to talk to you. How you doing? Good. I'm glad to hear that you're almost done with your uh, classes and stuff. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather talk about almost anything else, so I'm looking forward to these next so many weeks zooming by. You know, you've looked at a a, a pot and you're waiting for it to boil and it takes forever. That's what's going Mm -hmm. on. That's what's going on. (laughs) It's like, oh my goodness. Come on, Lord. Come on. Um, Okay. (laughs) Classic, classic question. I'm positive you're going to get this. Who uttered the words, am I my brother's keeper? That would be Cain. That is correct, I know! Yay! <laughs> and what's more amazing about that is you would only say that if you were guilty. <laughs> That's what's so uh, amazing. Right? It's like, it's like, what, what, am I the keeper? Am I supposed to be in charge? Is that what you do? You didn't say, oh, gosh, I hope he's okay. You didn't say that. You said, what, am I supposed to be in charge of him? That's a key giveaway hey, right David, there. David, I had a question for sure. you. yeah. Somebody I was talking to asked me about it. 
Is it true in the scriptures that when you uh, get divorced, that you cannot remarry again unless the person died or that you had to marry a person of, of God or something like that? All right. And that's, that is the, it's such a big area. See, I love that you did that because it's uh. such a great area. First of all, it is, it is the, the scripture says you cannot uh, remarry unless it's, and you cannot divorce unless it's either through death or through uh, marital unfaithfulness. So people tend to forget that part of it. Somebody's unfaithful, you just broke the covenant, it's over. Then the other part that people tend to forget is there's this thing called forgiveness, which I'm not sure how anybody kind of misses this one. It's like, yes, I was married 48 years ago, and since then uh, I have not touched or talked to anybody, and I don't think I should because I'm going to be committing adultery. It's like 48 years later, you don't think at that point that, that there's a redemptive period that works. Even the land gets a break at 49. So I'm just saying, so it's like some of those things are a little bit weird. And it's a great subject, and I think what we'll try and do is next week we'll try and address it because there are certain caveats that are exceedingly important. Jesus said, and it's not to make light of divorce, Jesus said it's marital unfaithfulness. That's the that's the, the reason. And the other part about that, the bringing that to bear, is people would get a divorce because they just wanted to have something different or something new or a change. And back in the law, they used Moses' law to create that. And it's like, no, that was not the purpose of the law. That was not the intent when it talked about giving a written uh, notice. So the answer to your question is kind of yes, mostly no. That's my most direct answer to you. And the, the key in that, of course, is understanding that there is forgiveness. There is redemption. If a murderer can be redeemed, so can somebody who has a failed marriage. That can be redeemed. And the marriage might not have failed because of that person, or maybe it did. There's also forgiveness for that. So there's a, an element that none of those things are in play, but the church doesn't like to talk about it. So I'll make you a deal. Next week, we will, on Tuesday, we will try and kind of dive into it and let, let people ask whatever questions they want on it. The reality is there are multiple people in the Bible that have had multiple wives, especially if you just look at the process of, of people like King David had multiple wives. Saul had multiple wives. It is true, though, that the goal for God, from God's point of view, is for us to be faithful one to one another without a breach. That's what he desires. That's what he requires. But it does not mean that forgiveness is unavailable. Does that help? Awesome. And also, it does say that every um, manner of sin will be forgiven of men. Yeah. So. I, I'm not sure why certain sins get higher. It's a kind of a weird thing. I'm glad you actually that's it. It's kind of a bizarre thing in Christianity. Certain sins have higher marks than others, which is really ironic since any sin will send you to hell. So that doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. Now, <laughs> if, sin is if, a sin. Right. I don't, I don't, if you're going to give me, like, Dave, would you rather have somebody steal a pack of gum or shoot somebody in the head okay well i'm not an idiot i'd rather have them steal a pack of gum but that's packing right. pack of gum can still send somebody to hell. that stealing yeah, can still create the true. problem i mean that's just <laughs> all that's, right well hey thank you you got it and we'll talk about it next week excellent question by all the right. way. Okay. awesome thank you bye-bye all right <laughs> see if you get me going on this you see here's the thing the thing is when i break down the scripture i'm gonna people are just gonna they're gonna be really mad so I'm just preparing myself because I'm just going to use what Jesus said. 
what God has put together, let no man put asunder. But you're going to have to go a long way to convince me that two people drunk in Las Vegas who got married is something God put together. We'll talk about that some other time. That's right. People are like, wait a second. I know. Get off it. Relax. We'll take our break. Then we'll come back, and then we'll get on the text that we're supposed to get on. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. I was uh, driving down I-30 yesterday, and it was stop-and-go traffic. There was, uh, I guess, an accident up ahead. So I was putting along at uh, 20 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour, and this little sports car would would speed up and get right beside me, and then he'd fall back. You know, just kind of we're shuffling back and forth. He'd go, and I'd go, and he'd go, and I'd go. And I just was watching out of the corner of my eye and just kind of mindlessly driving at 20 miles an hour. And then all of a sudden... I hear this little beep, 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 beep. And I said, uh-oh, I, what did I do? And I looked out of the corner of my eye, and he's he drove right up next to me. He had his windows rolled down, and he gave me a big old thumbs up. And I said, what's he giving me a thumbs up for? I was kind of expecting, when you have somebody honking at you, you're expecting something else, you know. And uh, and then I realized I have that bumper sticker on my ah. ears that's, uh, it's, you know, um, God created the universe. Uh, he can write a book, and uh, and then he just sped off. Not well. He he slowly drove off at <laughs> twenty miles an hour. <laughs> but I I just thought that was neat. That's the first time that anybody's really gives a thumbs up for a bumper sticker. Usually, it, people that have bumper stickers, it's to hold their bumper on their car. But that uh, is I just awesome. wanted to share that story. That is an awesome story. First of all, it's really good that he gave you a thumbs up and didn't use any other fingers. So let's just say that's for sure. And then the other part about that is that that's cool because whether he's listening to the show or not, he agrees with you, knows that that's true. Hey, look, God created the universe. The dude can write a book. Let's just get that. Let's get that squared away. You know? (laughs) Yes. And you know what? He might be listening to the story, um, to the to the radio now. That's exactly right. What a blessing. That's cool. And we do have those bumper stickers. So now we only have so many, but we were, as we get this, we're going to do an ambassador program, and that'll give people an opportunity to put the bumper sticker on their car if they want to, and nobody wants you to do anything to your car you don't want to. But I really, really appreciate you sharing that story. And that is a great story. And see, every time we're on traffic, we think something bad's going to happen. Instead... Hey, there was something good that happened. Somebody standing with you in the faith, perhaps a fellow listener saying, right on. That's right. That's the right target. I bet that blessed you at the moment, didn't it? It sure did. Yeah. It sure did. That's cool. Yeah. That's a great story. And I love that. Oh, good job. <laughs> good good job in being an ambassador just by sharing that bumper sticker and just by proclaiming the truth. Some people will read that and they might go, oh, I don't know, but it sure challenges a lot of people, doesn't it? It's like, oh, you got to think that through, don't you? The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, where I've missed two of four breaks already. 
<laughs> I'm on a roll. <laughs> Don't worry. I forgive you, David. I appreciate that. Uh, you can have the gum back later. Um, okay. Uh, here's your next trivia question. Now, you guys, if you don't get this, I'm going to be I'm not going to I'm not saying I'm going to be upset because that's not really fair. But I am going to say if you don't know this, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> Let me just say it that way. All right. Who said this day this scripture is fulfilled in your ears? Who said this day this scripture is fulfilled in your ears? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at org. So I did tell you guys and warned you, and I try to warn you, I try to keep everybody there, uh, uh, you have that chance to uh, to respond if you want to. But uh, on the trivia question, but first I'm going to have to tell this joke, and this is Another terrible – now, this is its own individual joke. This is a terrible joke, okay? And I only want applause if you think it's terrible. Is that fair? In other words, if it's a good joke, then you should uh, you should uh, buzz it because we're going to go the opposite direction on this. All right. Just tell that person to hang on. Okay. All right. There was an old country church in a little village. The pastor in the church noticed the outside of the building was starting to look a little shabby. And in bad need of a fresh coat of paint. He went and bought three gallons of paint and started to paint the church. The front looked great, but he still had three sides to go and already used up one gallon of the paint. Being a thrifty person, he decided to thin down the other two gallons. When he finished, he walked around to admire the church. It looked great. That night, it rained very, very hard. In the morning, he went out to see how the church looked. The front of the building still looked great. But the other three sides had washed off completely. The pastor looked up to the sky in frustration and cried out, Now what? From heaven came a voice, Repaint and thin no more. <laughs> See how bad that joke is? That's right. Now, let me tell you, folks, that quality, to take a terrible joke and be able to get a laugh for it because it's so bad and you say that ahead of time, that's see ah, now we're talking doctorate level thinking <laughs> all right person ready to answer the the trivia question all right send him on through knock knock it's david who am i talking to yes sir that's will rogers that was a great terrible joke <laughs> i love you brother that is great thank you so much that's exactly what i was looking for i've been waiting on that joke for about a year and a half thinking it's so bad i don't want to tell it <laughs> then i thought nope this is perfect because now we're in the series terrible jokes <laughs> great job bro all right here you go i know you're gonna get this who said this day this scripture is fulfilled in your ears that would have been jesus reading from isaiah in the synagogue that is correct, sir! Excellent job. Excellent, excellent job. And do you remember? Now, this has been taught on a lot, so I'm, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Do you remember, by chance, what part he didn't read in that text? So he reads the text. Do you remember what he left out? 
No, I do not. He taught the the part he left out, just a small little like four or five words is he talks about the year of favor or the year of grace. And the last part of the text, it talks about the vengeance of the Lord, and he doesn't share that part of the text. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. I love that. All right. Excellent job, bro. Really, really good. You have a blessed day, sir. Thank you. God bless you. Oh, classic. Great call. What is it about Thursdays? All right. Let's play our very impressive sound clip for expository. Wow. Wow! Wow! All I can say is wow! 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 All I can say is wow! Costs a lot of money to do that. <laughs> yes, if you have not heard the video, by the way, if you are a listener, a regular listener, and you still haven't listened to the video, the only reason I'm disappointed is because there's surprises at the end. Okay. All I can say is, it, is it your day off? Okay, that's all. That's there, that's the only hint you're getting. Is it your day off? Uh, text Acts chapter 8. We are at verse 51, which all by itself could be <laughs> hours of talking. Uh, here's what Stephen says. So he goes through this whole thing. And he's one of the few people that does an entire review of Israel's history in just like, you know, 20 verses. <laughs> it like covers the whole thing, right? From Abraham all the way through, right? And then he goes, verse 51, you stubborn people. Okay, so he's talking to this crowd. He's defending his position of faith. He's defending the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's telling people of, about, you know, the, the sinfulness of the nation. And then he says <laughs> to the crowd that he's obviously not trying to win over. You stubborn people. If you have a King James, it should say, you stiff-necked. Stiff-necked. What is a stiff-necked person? They can't turn their head. Do we get a stiff neck? You can't can't turn your head. It's like you're like a robot that's stuck. Like, oh, can't turn my head, right? So he goes out. He says, you are heathen at heart. And deaf to the truth. Deaf to the truth means you won't listen to it. I'm, I, I don't care about the truth. So just so you can understand the correlation or the big connection here, Israel's history was just full of resistance, as most people will, will testify. You know, the Lord brings them out. They go through the desert. Lots and lots and lots of problems, difficulties, right? As Stephen has gone through a history review of Israel. He's dropping on their doorstep the very thing that Israel was guilty of, saying, hey, that generation in history, they were full of people that said no, that wouldn't turn their necks, that wouldn't yield, and this generation in history is no different than them. That's the indictment. Oh, baby. So this is, of course, you know, you read the text, you go on, you find out that these people actually do lose their cookies. I mean, they just freak. I mean, just like, wow. But a stiff-necked person is a person that won't respond to the Lord even after God has done so much. And so when he says, you stubborn people, you stiff-necked people, you can't turn your head, it's like, don't, here's the, the admonition in this, don't make God turn your neck. Instead, just redirect. Because if God has to turn your neck, it ain't going to be pretty. And then he says, 
you're heathen at the heart. That is like, people are like, oh, you, you shouldn't say names. Okay, this is name calling. <laughs> you heathen at heart. That's like, that is name calling. It's like, you know, bag of snakes kind of thing. And deaf to the truth. When the truth comes in, nah, I'm not listening. I ain't paying attention. No. Nope. This is what Stephen accuses them of. And if you just think about the moment, so he's in this defense. They don't like him. He's, he's you know, this, this, remember, they're false accusing him anyway. And instead of placating to the crowd, Stephen does the exact opposite. He insults them. <laughs> but he, it's not an insult if it's the truth. Okay, but he insults them. <laughs> He's like, okay, you stiff-necked people, you're heathen, you're deaf to the truth. Three things he, he says them in one verse. And he's not even done because the better part of the verse is what's coming up. And I'm just kind of stalling it out because I want to do it separately. Uh, but we really shouldn't take the break before 20. So we, we took, we, we're on our break, so we're, we're good, right? We're okay. So, uh, but I'm, so I'm trying to make that emphasis that you can understand what's going on. These are people that God has spent a lot of time with, 40 years in a desert, and he, these people rebelled against the Lord. And these are people now that are talking to Stephen that are just like them. And that's the challenge that I have for myself, not just because of my heritage, but I think there's many times that God has brought me through wilderness and done miracle after miracle. And the fact of the matter is I got a pretty stiff neck. I don't just turn. I don't just respond to him. And the reason is because sometimes, and I hate to say this. This is a terrible way to say it. But sometimes I'm a heathen at heart in the sense that it's easy for me to walk in the flesh and not the spirit. It's not hard to visit the old neighborhood. It's not hard to go back to being in charge of everything because I'm so smart. Actually, I think it's much harder to be yielded. It's much better, but it's much harder but then again, I can do all things through Christ. So, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So I'll read the next verse and leave it hanging so we can do the typical radio tease. Okay. That's the typical radio tease. You stubborn people, you are heathen at heart and deaf to the truth. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? Ah. That's the place we'll end and come back to. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 
No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. The David Spoon Experience. Again, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Doctor, are you there with us? I'm here with you, David. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I got to ask you this question. I'm, 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 you know, I, I get a little fiery, especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false, and that happens all the time, especially in the media. And I think you're, if you remember our very first time we ever talked, I told you how impressed I was with you that you were able to keep your uh, spirit steady. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. You're a good friend. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which for me, I mean— it was, it was, I guess when I first heard it, I was overwhelmed. First of all, anti-Semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews. You've been on my show. Now, this is three time, and I'm as Jewish as they come. Yeah, well, David, I mean, the charge of anti-Semitic comes from saying that everyone, including Jews, must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven. Uh, that is hardly anti-Semitic. In fact, I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week. She's not a Christian, but she said, I don't understand all of this, said, I don't believe in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And, you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was not a Southern Baptist evangelist. He was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter. Here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew, and yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not anti-Semitic. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're getting ready to offer up our next trivia question. Here we go. This is a good one. This is a good one. This is a good one. If I say it three times, it might become true. Test thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. What prophet said that? Test thy servant, or original King James, prove thy servant. I beseech thee ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat, or vegetables, and water to drink. Who said that? Okay, okay, okay. If you think you know the answer... You can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Of course, we're going to send you to the website, and we'll just make this really clear. M-O-N-E-Y. Yes. Okay, go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemostincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. (laughs) 
I still got to give you credit. Those are just so good. It's just, they're just, just great. I just love it. All right, uh, trivia question again. Uh, prove thy servant. I beseech thee ten days and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Who said that? That's a pretty powerful thing there. If you think you know, 972-445-0770 would be the number to call. 214-210-8483 would be the text. And then David at he must increase dot org. Let's see. There was one other thing I was going to tell you. Oh, yeah. We got to pray, by the way. So let's do this right now for UK and USA. So we got to do that. So, you know, I get so caught up in things. It's it's this is. This is why my prayer life goes really long. <laughs> Start talking to the Lord, and this thought comes in, then I just add that into the prayer. and then Okay, let's pray. Father, we come before you right now, lift up our country. Uh, there's a part of me that's starting to think, Lord, and I could be wrong, that some of the divisiveness might be part of the plan. Certainly I'm not trying to pray against anything you want to get accomplished, obviously. But in our lifetime, if there can be peace, that would be tremendous. If in our country that our nation could be blessed because we call you Lord, that would be fantastic. If not, and the time has come to closure, that's your call. You're in charge. But what we do know is that we want to follow you diligently, carefully. You first. We are citizens of heaven first. And we look to that. We, we look at your passages. We look at the scriptures, and we understand we're supposed to lay up treasure in heaven. And we, we do, But we pray for grace to be given to our country at this time while we're here. And then, Lord, we also pray for Ukraine that there could be peace. And we certainly pray for protection on all those people that are not just helping, but all the stuff they're going through and the people who are witnessing and giving of themselves. We want you to protect them and keep them safe and let the gospel be proclaimed. We know everything is in your control. We don't understand everything, but we do trust you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Okay. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Send him on through. Ding dong. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Brother Don. Hey, Brother Don. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm... I've been listening to you all week, and I said, but I've been making cookies. Well, you've been making what? Making cookies. Oh, see, now, I, now I'm, I'm soft in heart now because you said that because I like cookies. Well, <laughs> I make them for my Sunday school class. Oh, see, you're so nice. That's just nice. Well, you're nice. I try. <laughs> you know, I'm going to come visit you at Sunday school just so I can get some cookies. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. Ready? I'm going to give you the opportunity. Who said, prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink? Who said that? Daniel. That is correct. <laughs> You're right, sir. Now, did you know what the word pulse? Mean. Well, I, that's a great – I'm glad you asked me that because here I'm going to give you the only couple of definitions that I've heard, and I'm not sure that any of them are right. So one of the more um, one of the more transliterated words is uh, vegetables or soft vegetables or mixed vegetables, but I've always thought it was more of a, a puri kind of thing. So what what is pulse? Pulse is seeds. Ah, so yes. is, is it the seeds blended up? Is it are they are they like in well, a? You know how, well, you know how you can eat uh, sunflower seeds. Yep, and all yep. Kinds of seeds, yep. I guess. But that's what my pastor told me once upon a time, and I thought that was kind of cool. And I you, do you too. Don't hear that very much. I love that. I love that. It's a great idea. Yeah. It gives it yeah. gives great it gives a great thought process to the willingness 
to eat to go down to seeds or something like that versus just a no meat diet. So I do like that. All right. <laughs> Excellent job. Thank you, sir. All right, brother. God bless you. Week. I appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We just we just got that. I don't know. All right. Uh, you got to do this part. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do this part. Uh, let's do history. Let's go Alrighty, today is National Rocky Road Day, and if we're talking Rocky Road ice cream, <laughs> yes. You like Rocky Road? I don't like nuts in my ice cream. Oh, I did not know that. Do you like, like in ice cream, do you like when they do the cookie dough? Is yeah, that, it's good. Do you like the cookie dough? Just don't like nuts. Just not the nuts, no. Uh, I'm, a big, I'm a big Rocky Road fan. I, I like Rocky Road. It's also National Rotisserie Chicken Day. The problem that I have with that is not that rotisserie chicken is, is I think it's good. But every time I think of that, I think I'm, as I'm like walking through Walmart. It's like, well, that doesn't look good. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So I have a kind of a downer scope on that. That's just me. Uh, it's National Leave the Office Early Day. Have a great day, folks. I'm kidding. <laughs> Okay. And then it's uh, National I Love My Dentist Day. And I hope you love your dentist. And if you don't love your dentist, uh, okay, well, you should be nice to your dentist. Uh, 1780, the Derby Horse Race was held for the first time. 1780. Not the Triple Crown, but the original. Uh, let's see. 1875, Alexander Bell makes first voice transmission on a telephone. Uh, 1899, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Uh, first train robbery. Uh, they stole thirty thousand. They stole thirty thousand sixty thousand. It was Cassidy, Sundance, Harvey Logan, and LZ Lay. I can't. What is that? LZ Lay. That just makes no sense at all. Here's what's important. <laughs> you know, there's always one thing that's important. 1896, Marconi received a patent for his invention called the radio. That'll never work. Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking. The radio. Who's gonna listen to that? Don't they know TV's coming? Anyway. All right, let's go back to the text. <laughs> it's Thursday. Leave me alone. All right, here we go. This part right here, I'm, there's no way I can do it justice. It's it's so unfair in, in some of these portions because you look at it and you go, oh, I, need, I wish Jesus was in the room to explain it. Okay. Here, uh, this is Stephen talking Acts chapter 7, verse 51. You stubborn people, you're heathen at heart, deaf to the truth. You forever resist the Holy Spirit. And let me go through this whole portion so you can know why that's important. So he tells them you're forever resisting the Holy Spirit. Your ancestors did, and so do you. Name one prophet your ancestors didn't persecute. They even killed the ones who predicted of the coming of the righteous one, the Messiah, whom you betrayed and murdered. You deliberately disobeyed God's law, though you received it from the hands of angels. The whole point of the text, first of all, the Holy Spirit's identified, the Messiah, the coming one, is identified, and God is identified, God the Father. So it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit right in this text. But the people freak out. It says in 54, the Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusation, and they shook their fists in rage. I just want you to think about how bizarre that sounds, okay? Because they were shaking their fists. (laughs) It's It's like, 
wow, these guys are losing it, man. I mean, they're they're losing it, right? And then verse 57, which we'll cover next week, they put their hands over their ears and drowned out his voice and rushed at him. I mean, these people are just, they're, it's, it's over. It's like you know, they're, they have lost their capacity. And all because he said, you resist the Holy Spirit. You do this just like your ancestors did. You even killed the prophets who, who announced the Messiah. And just like your ancestors did, you, 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 you were following in the exact disobedience that your fathers did during the desert. You're going through the exact same thing. And they freak out. If the Holy Spirit wasn't God, why would they freak out when they said, you always resist the Holy Spirit? What God, then why would they be mad? They'd be like, so? It's like, but that's not what happened, is it? They freaked. And the reason that's important for us to understand is to understand the conclusion process. And here's the key to that. That's how we resist the Lord. The Holy Spirit influences us. He directs us. He guides us. The Bible says that uh, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We have the Word of God as our absolute line of truth. In other words, you'll never be led by the Holy Spirit to do anything that's contrary to the Word because the Holy Spirit wrote the Word. So that's just like, that don't happen. Okay, so that's easy. And as you develop and grow in your relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, as you understand it comes from the Father, through the Son, and by the Spirit. So let's just say that again. From the Father, through the Son, and by the Spirit. That's how it works. So you pray to the Father in the name of the Son with the help from the Holy Spirit. That's kind of how the process kind of feeds out or breaks down. And what happens, we'll go a minute long, and what happens is people uh, get all weird, and we talked about that before. And here, Stephen, in Acts chapter 7, is telling them, you guys, you always resist what the Holy Spirit's trying to do. And then he labels it. You name one, one prophet your ancestors didn't persecute. They killed the ones that were talking about the Messiah. Just dropping one line after another line after another. You know the that concept of a microphone drop? So I was at a—I'm telling you this story so you can follow. So I was at a pastor's conference that I was emceeing in uh, San Diego, and Tony Evans was speaking there, which is ironic because he's in Texas. And uh, so he tells this just immensely fantastic and fascinating story because he's a really good storyteller. And then uh, at the very end of it, he's holding the microphone and he drops it on the stage. Of course, I had to go up after that, (laughs) which is not easy to do. That was a mic drop. That was one of the best mic drops ever. And then the pastors all stand up, giving up standing ovation. It really was just a, a fascinating, fascinating story. Great, great, great job. That is what Stephen did to these guys. He just dropped the mic right in front of him. Just like, let's see. Let's see. Again. Okay, first of all, you're stubborn, and you're stiff-necked, and you're heathen at the heart, and you're deaf to the truth, and you forever resist the Holy Spirit, and all of your family killed the prophets, and you're just like them, and it's ridiculous. And they flipped out because he charged them with resisting the Holy Spirit. Just let that sit for a minute and go, wow. They knew. I don't know about the church today, but they knew. Right? All right. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the David Spoon experience? This is Ray Bentley. Ray Bentley, the man, the myth, the legend on the show. I'm going to say that about you. (laughs) It has been four years and six in six months and 29 days since you've been live on the David Spoon Experience. Oh, man, <laughs> finally. I'm, I'm sliding in under the tag, home safe. You are finally. safe. Okay, and so I'll tell the entire audience, real simple, uh, after this interview, you can either blame Ray or you can bless Ray <laughs> because it was his fault a year and a half ago on February 12th when he called me and said, you should be back on the radio. Amen. You just point to that guy. Okay. (laughs) All right. First of all, Ray, I want to ask you a really important question to start everything off with. The time is yours. You determine how much time you've got. It's totally up to you. But I do want to just ask you this quick question. How you doing? (laughs) You know what? I am doing uh, good. I'm doing – actually, I'm doing – Great. I think these are exciting times. Uh, I, I feel like we're in an acceleration of things happening, of God moving, of kind of things that we thought about and imagined prophetically what it would look like. And it's like happening so much so fast with such acceleration. I'm like, I can't hardly keep up with it all. It's just, it's a great hour uh, to look up and to encourage one another. You know, I, I do realize there's lots of uh, challenges, and these are trying times, but out of the worst of times come the best of times. Sometimes hallelujah. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. I love that clip with Ray. I mean, I just love, love, love that clip. It's just, he's such a blessing to my life. I'm just really appreciative. I'm so jealous. I know he's up there laughing. I'm like, ah, you know, kind of thing. I just, <laughs> if you know Ray's, that's the hidden joke. It's like, ha, ha, ha. Here's your last trivia question. Who said, who said, here am I, send me? Who said, here am I, send me? If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. 
as well, you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. Before we, so that's, that's how you can respond to that. Who said, here am I, send me. Okay, before we get to that, we're going to do our DNA because we cannot afford to miss our DNA because DNA is very important. Okay, D stands for draw closer to the Lord daily, daily, every day. Just one step in, folks. That's all that we. That's the the key. Just one. What's that? One step closer. That's it. One step. Even if it's the smallest step in the world, just get there. And never be ashamed of Jesus or His words, of which I promise you that will be the big fight. And then A, always be ready to serve. To serve, which means that we are thoughtful of other people and sensitive to the Lord. Um, I actually wrote a little piece in my doctorate about the, us talking about DNA. It's very important that we present ourselves that way. Okay, I'm going to ask the question again. Then we have somebody who's on the uh, telly. They're on the telly. Uh, who said, here am I, send me. And let's go ahead and send them through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? God bless you, David. This is Fred again. Hi, brother. All right. You're, this, this is a great, great, great question. I love it. This is a big one. You ready? Yes, I am. All right. And now, just so you can know, we've had like five texts, and they were all wrong. So I am counting on you to send everybody in the right direction. Who said, here am I, send me? That sounds like the one and only Isaiah. That is correct, sir! You are a genius, and that is correct. <laughs> that is it. So Isaiah said, here am I, send me. It's like that was the yes, one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want you to know that I do have my little own radio broadcast on the Internet, but uh, but I want you to know I'm, pairing my, I'm trying to learn as much about how to do things. So I'm listening to you very carefully every day, and I'm learning a whole lot. I am so blessed by that. If you send me an email with some of your info, we'll put it out there for you, give you a little boost, okay? All right. Well, God bless you. Thank you, Dave, for letting me be a part of your program. You got it. God bless you. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. All right. So, you know, that's the thing. The thing is, and we want to be careful. You never Look, if somebody's promoting the Lord, yes. See, see how this watch. Yes. Right? What does Philippians say? Oh, some people do this. I mean, Paul's like, I just want Jesus preached. Let's go. You know, it's like, that's our attitude. Okay, so we covered that. We covered that. We covered everything. This last part, I get, I'm get. i sad about this because I, I don't do this. <laughs> this is one of the things you read in Scripture and you go, <laughs> if only. Uh, <laughs> here's this por- this portion. So we just got done talking about uh, uh, Stephen, and he's just dropping it, right? You stubborn people, you're heathen at heart, you're deaf to the truth, you forever resist the Holy Spirit, your ancestors did. And so do you. Name one prophet your ancestors didn't persecute. They even killed the ones who predicted the coming one of the righteous one, the coming of the righteous one, the Messiah, whom you betrayed and murdered. You deliberately disobeyed God's law, though you received it from the hands of angels. The Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusations. They shook their fists in rage. Okay, If you're just at the scene, you're like, this is like a movie, right? Something going on here, right? Verse 55. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit gazed steadily upward into heaven. And he saw the glory of God, and he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. All right. So they're functioning with 
getting ready to throw rocks and they've got their fists raging and they're freaking out, right? Which, <clears throat> in contrast to that, the one who is being moved by the Holy Spirit is doing what? He's seeing heaven. It's like, oh, if we could just do that. Oh, if we could just be smart enough to insert in our pictures that thing that he's seeing, then we would be full of the Holy Spirit, too, because we are just so not there, uh, full of the Holy Spirit. So he's telling them, you're resisting the Holy Spirit. Now we look at somebody whose life is full of the Spirit, and it's not. there's nothing for or against sign gifts in any case. We're not talking about tongues. We're not talking about presence. We're just talking about a guy who's standing up for the Lord, and so there's no—and you know I'm never going to be against anything God wants to do, so you might as well try and figure that out. Here's the—and that's why I'm Pentecostal and Baptist. Here's the bottom line. Full of the Holy Spirit, the dude has a fixed vision on heaven. You want to know how much of the Holy Spirit's active in your life? Answer that. Don't tell me about this, that, or just answer that. How, how, what are you seeing? And then we, you know, there's a couple of things, you know, that uh, I think it was uh, Steve who called into the show. He, he texted me one time because it's like the only place where you see Jesus standing. Okay, like because normally Jesus is sitting. In this case, he's standing, and some people think, "Well, it's you know, in honor of you know Stephen being the first major, major martyr, or blah 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 blah." blah. And it's like, or he was standing. <laughs> I'm not convinced that in heaven everybody has to just sit there, or they have to stand there, or they're robotic. I just not. I just don't say that. <laughs> in that picture, he's standing. <laughs> like, that's that's my theological explanation. Why? Well, I would imagine throughout eternity we probably won't just sit. I'm going to go with that. Anyhow, the point being, I just had to get that out. The point being, there's Jesus at the right hand. He sees into heaven. He's what? Now watch this Trinity connection. We already did the Trinity once, right? Watch this. You think that's good? Watch this in verse 55 in one verse. Full of the Holy Spirit. That's one. Steadily upward towards heaven. Saw the glory of God. And Jesus standing at the place of honor at God's right hand. Again, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right there, twice. And this in one verse. So for those who are not, like, yet convinced on the Trinity side of it, come on, killing me. Must be 55 or 60 passages like this. Here's the bottom line. If we are filled with the Spirit, we see. We see into heaven. We see God the Father. We see God the Son. We're filled with God the Holy Spirit. And it's like, that's that's the key. And instead of being all angry all the time or frustrated all the time, which I, I get it. Okay, I mean, I do. I want that. I read this text, and I don't come before the Lord. I don't sit there and beat myself up by hitting myself in the, with a piece of wood. I look at this text, and I say, I just want more of this. I just I know I do this sometimes, but I don't do it other times. Uh, I just want to do this better because that way uh, there will be more of God in my life, and that will make my life better. That's it. There's no other, oh, it's a great mystery. Not really. It's really... Not that complex, actually. Uh, they shook their fists in rage, but Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily. What does that tell you? Gazed steadily upward. He had a fixed vision.
just the Bible speaks about you will keep him in perfect Isaiah 26 3 you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee because he trusts in thee that's it I want that all the time I mean it's like I said sometimes it's there but I want it all the time Stephen full of the Holy Spirit gazed steadily upward into heaven saw the glory of God. Mm -mm -mm. Saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. May we all be so filled with the Holy Spirit that that's what we see. Wouldn't that be better than throwing rocks or shaking your fists in the air? Just a thought. (laughs) What are you going to do? All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Thanks a lot for all the blessing that you give me. Thanks a lot. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.